Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 96. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what is going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It is your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry, and we do it by listening to the stories and taking the advice from some of the most successful indie restaurant professionals that exist So if you have noticed, it's been a little over a week since my last recording, and I would like to apologize for that, but I have my reasons. Uh, I just don't really feel comfortable approaching anybody during the holiday season, especially restaurant owners, uh, and asking them for time away from all the busy stuff they got going on with trying to be successful in their restaurants. Uh, So I just figured I'd lay off some of the folks who are making this show possible by donating their time. I just want to respect their time, and uh, I'm sure plenty of them will be available after the holiday when things start to settle down a little bit. So until then, we're going to lay off the interviews. Also, last week was finals week for me because, like we know, I I am a student. That's what this is. I'm a life student of hospitality, but I I actually take classes on top of doing this podcast and uh, learning from all these great people who come on the show and share their advice from us. Uh, so last week I spent the majority of my time writing a 20 page paper, uh, kind of reflecting and summarizing my summer internship, uh, which was a great experience. Uh, and I wanted to kind of share some of that with you today. So that's what you're in for today. It's going to be a good one. So basically I guess I'll start it off with, uh, my experience. I'll share with you a little bit about what I was doing at this uh, country club in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, I'll leave the name of the club out, but I was a managing intern, and at that location, uh, there are two satellite food operations, one called Purate, which is a, a golf course takeout grill counter, and the other thing is a poolside grill, and it was my job as the managing intern to manage those two spots. So when I came to uh, this country club, it was under new management, and there was just a lot of confusion about the right way to do things and who was responsible for what. And when I came in, I guess I kind of took over these, I called them the uh, the redheaded stepchildren of the country club. And I, mean, I can't say that I didn't get any training, because we did go through some really great team building practices. Uh, I was part of the management orientation, and that was awesome. But as far as like really focused, like pinpoint training for these two locations, I really didn't get much. And that was really frustrating for me. Everybody who was there before me, some of the senior employees, all had a different way of doing it the right way. As far as making a sandwich or opening or closing or uh, just any procedure you can think of that existed, there was a different way depending on who was telling you to do it. And that was really, really irritating for me because it just created mass confusion and poor communication and uh, just a lot of stress on me because I never knew if I was doing it right. So part of what I tried to do as the managing intern was to establish 
uh, procedures, systems, and standards, and to get it committed to writing. Um, we learned that from the E-Myth, uh, Michael Gerber's The E-Myth. You have to put things in writing. Our, our role as a manager or as an owner is to work in our restaurants or our food operation and not, um, or sorry, to work on our restaurants and food operations, not in them. And I was totally working in this operation and not on it at all. And I really wanted to work on it. Uh, and one of my biggest struggles uh, with being able you know, it was good from a manager or an intern's perspective to see that the biggest issue was that there were no systems, procedures, or policies or standards put in place, and that in order for the operation to run more smoothly, we had to put these standards, you know, in writing. But what I struggled with and what I didn't know how to to overcome was finding the time. And I'm sure a lot of people who listen to the show and we talk about, you know, it's as easy as creating these systems and policies and procedures. Yeah, it's one thing to say that's what you have to do, but it's a totally another thing to actually get in there and do it and to find the time around all the work of actually opening and prepping and taking orders and cooking orders and serving people and, and closing and cleaning, like all those things. You have to do those things. You can't just put those things on the back burner and not do them while you create all your standards and your systems and your procedures. So that's what I was up against, and that's what I was struggling with. And we did have budgets, and I was I knew it was made common knowledge that we didn't have any extra money to bring on more staff. So I was kind of up against it, where I knew what I had to do to make it better, but I just didn't have the time to do it. So I hope this kind of helps with painting the big picture of my reflection in my time spent as a managing intern and what I struggled with. Um, and what I'm going to talk about in today's episode is how I wish I discovered this book called Eat That Frog, 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in Less Time. And, I mean, <laughs> that pretty much sums up exactly what I needed during this internship. I needed to just get things done with, with the time I had. And uh, if you read this book, it's a great book. It's about a two-hour and 40-minute um, listen. I listened to it on audio. I'm sure you could get through reading it in a day. But it really breaks down um, how to just make the most of your time. It's written by Brian Tracy. And what he he is kind of a, a life coach. And what he's done with his life is he's studied and read personal growth, time management books from, you know, hundreds of books. And he's pretty much put everything he's learned from all these different uh, people who have been studying time management and personal growth into one book where he lists 21 ways to make better use of your time. Obviously, we don't have enough time to cover all of the 21 ways to increase your time. So what I did is I just selected nine of the ways that had the most impact with me and uh, some of the ways I found I could uh, relate them to my personal experience with this internship. And hopefully with uh, my experience, you can take what I've learned and apply it to your restaurants. And again, if you are interested in this book, it's called Eat That Frog, 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and to Get More Done in Less Time by Brian Tracy. Uh, there will be links in the show notes for you guys to check it out. This is episode 96, so just remember, restaurant unstoppable slash 96, you'll find the links there in a recap of these nine different ways to increase time and stop procrastinating. 
All right, let's get into the content, right? Let's get going. All right. So uh, it's time to talk about the first one and the first way to increase time. And uh, that first way is just to have clarity and have definite and purpose. Live intentionally. Uh, I love that saying to live intentionally. Do everything with the intent to get you to that next level and to get you to where you're trying to go. The best way to do this in the book, Brian talks about just thinking on paper. If you have a thought and you want to do something, commit it to writing. And he gives us a way to do that. So it's called how to create clear written goals. And it's a seven part method. Uh, Keep in mind, these seven parts are a sub menu. Uh, So underneath the the first way to, to save time is to have clarity and a definite purpose. And the way to do that is to have a written uh, set of goals. And this, what you're about to get are the seven parts to, to, to that method of writing your goals. So the first part is to decide what you want. So once it is, like once you know what you want, uh, you, you have to make that decision and write it down. That's the second part is to write it down. So the third part, after you have it, read it written down, is to set deadlines. So not just long-term deadlines, like when do I want this big project to be done, but go as far as creating mini deadlines. So say um, part of creating your standards and your systems and your policies, your procedures, is to have a menu with uh, your standards where every sandwich, every salad has specifics, pictures taken. This is what the final product looks like. Give yourself a week to do that. And then in the second week, set a deadline to create, say, for example, uh, opening and closing procedures. But you need to get it written out, and uh, those deadlines will help you stay on track. Uh, The fourth thing in the seven-part method is write a list of everything you'll need to accomplish and achieve your goal. So get it all out. Every little final task you'll need to accomplish to get to that end goal, get it in writing. Um, This helps you create the big picture, and and again, like deadlines, it helps you stay on track. Uh, The fifth thing is to organize a plan. So once you have everything written out, your deadlines established, what it is you want to accomplish, commit it to a plan. Uh, This is your plan of action. This is what you're going to do. The sixth thing is to take action on that plan immediately. Don't wait until tomorrow. Start right now. And then lastly, the seventh part in this method is to... Commit something once a day to achieving your goal. Uh, So always be working towards that goal. Never lose focus. We are on to the second way to leverage the time you have in your day. And that second way is to plan every day in advance. Uh, Before you even start your next day, before you go to bed the night before, get a plan for your next day. You can never plan too much. It's there's no way you can put enough value on having a good solid plan. And the cool thing about doing the planning the night before is your subconscious works on those plans while you sleep, which is really cool. And it's amazing what the, the human brain can do. But the other thing that's really great about having a solid plan is it can save you up to 25% of time. Uh, when you don't have a solid plan, you're just kind of jumping all over the place. You're not working consistently and you can save up to 25%, which is two hours of your day you can save just by having a solid plan and sticking to it. That's so powerful. Think about adding two hours a day, six days a week if you're working, right? Because you should take one day off. 12 hours a week, guys. That's pretty significant where we can be working in our restaurant. Or sorry, (laughs) did it again. Working on your restaurant and not in your restaurant. It's pretty powerful. Another thing that's really worth pointing out too that, you know, when we plan... 
we can really unlock the creative parts of our mind. Uh, often when we're shooting from the hip and kind of going on the fly and just trying to create a quick plan, uh, we don't really have that time to get creative and to really unleash the potential of the human mind. So when you take the, the time to sit down and collect your thoughts and really get creative about what you're, you're capable of doing, your plan can get 10 times better. So give yourself that benefit of planning the day ahead. Really, you have no reason not to. So in the last part with clarity of life, we talk a little bit about how it's important to create a list uh, to, to see, to, to, so you can see everything that it is you need to accomplish. Uh, the author, Brian Tracy, also talks about creating a list, uh, a monthly list, and a weekly list, and a daily list. So at the beginning of each month, on the first, you write a list of everything you want to accomplish that month. And then you make a, a weekly list of everything you're going to accomplish that, li- that week. And then again for the day. So when you're planning the night before, make sure you're doing a daily list. And when you make your list, here's a really cool fact. Uh, It's called Prato's Principle, which basically means 20% of the things you do in your restaurant yield 80% of the results. So when you're making your list, think of the three most important things on that list. We'll say the the, the 20% of things on that list that will have the most significant results if you accomplish those things. And focus on eating those, what he calls frogs first and basically a frog is a big ugly task you want to eat and finish those big ugly frogs first um and one last cool thing about working off lists is when you can work off a list and go through and check things off what you're doing is you're motivating yourself you are reaching a level of achievement by checking off those things and when you achieve things because it's good to achieve things your body naturally it releases endorphins and it's kind of like a natural high and you can become addicted to these natural highs. So the more you accomplish, the more you get that natural high and you want to, you want to get to that natural high again. So you, you naturally want to start doing more and more and more. It's an amazingly great, uh, cycle to get into, um, which is why working from a list can be so powerful. Let's move on to the third way to save time which is applying the A, B, C, D, E method continuously. So um, if you haven't been able to tell, our author, Tracy, uh, Brian Tracy, is really big on lists. And a way to take a list to the next level is to set priorities to that list. And in order to set priorities, uh, Brian Tracy suggests using the, the A, B, C, D, E method, which is... Uh, you look at your list, go through your list that you make every, every month, every week, every day, and start assigning either A, B, C, D, or E to each one of those tasks on your lists. So let's say, um, let's start with A's naturally. Okay. That makes sense, right? So A's are items that are the biggest, most important tasks, tasks only you can do. And these are the tasks that are the, the, the 20% of the most important things you can focus on in the, in that 2080 rule. So focus on those the, the 20% of the most important tasks that if you do, you'll yield 80% of the reward in results. And uh, you label all those tasks with A. All right, so once you identify all of your A's, you move on to your B's. And B's are the tasks that have mild consequences if you don't accomplish them. So for example, say you have to call somebody back. Uh, is it important... 
is it important that you call people back and you follow up on your, your liabilities? Yeah. But it's not the end of the world if you don't. And if you don't get around to it, uh, odds are if it's a really important phone call, that person that's trying to reach you will get away or find a way to get a hold of you somehow. So, uh, yeah, it has its consequences, but it's not going to be world-shattering end of the, you know, bring everything to a halt kind of consequence. So go through and label all of your B tasks. So once you have your A's and your B's labeled, you move to your C's. And your C tasks are something, uh, these are things that are nice to do, but they really don't have any big significance. But they're good for you, for example, like things that you need to do for your own sanity. For example, um, making plans to follow up with an old friend. Uh, That's something only you can do, but it's not so significant that it, it, it trumps or takes priority over some of the things that you really need to get done. So those are your C tasks. So now we have your A's, B's, C's labeled. It's moved to, it's time to move to your D tasks. And these are the tasks that you can delegate. And delegation is huge on trying to save time. And that's one of the problems I think a lot of restaurant professionals have. They feel like they need to do everything in their restaurant to make sure it gets done right because they never create systems, policies, and procedures to give people the means to do it right themselves. But anyway, that's a, a topic for a different day. But learn to create these policies and procedures so you can delegate them to people so you can focus on only the things that you can do, the things that make you truly special as the manager or as the business owner. Um, And then you find all those tasks and you put D next to them and you find somebody who has the strengths that can handle uh, a delegation of that work. We're on to E and basically E stands for eliminate. Um, And these are all the tasks, the tasks that you've been uh, asked to do or that you have to do, but you really don't need to do them. And in all honesty, to be to be quite frank, if you eliminate this task, you'll probably be better off because it's it's a time suck and it's not really getting you to that next level. And you put an E next to those and you eliminate them. So that is the third method we're talking about. And it's basically just putting um, a method <laughs> to your list and to prioritize and you focus on those, what, what Brian Tracy calls the big, ugly, nasty frogs. And you label those as A and you tackle those first and you'll be yielding far more uh, better results. I'm going to put some links in the show notes too. I use uh, Evernote, which is awesome for creating lists and to keep all my thoughts in one place. I also use Day One, which is my journaling app. Yes, I keep a journal, <laughs> but it helps with kind of planning out my days as well. I've also heard good things about Todoist and Carrot. Uh, other task management tools, uh, carrot is good for setting deadlines. It makes it everything into a game. So if you're one of those people that aren't good about deadlines, then you can use this app to kind of make it a game out of it. We are on to the fourth way to maximize your time. And that is to prepare thoroughly. So before you start your day, get everything set up and organized, uh, and do all of your prep work. Go through, make a checklist. I mean, again, with these lists, make a checklist of everything that you need to have done to get through a day successfully. Make sure all of your PARSOC is all set up. Make sure everything that needs to be prepped is fully stocked and just get on top of the basics and stay organized. Uh, You'll find that if you stay incredibly organized and you prepare thoroughly before your day starts, um, if you don't run into any of those hiccups where you forgot to do something, then you can use that that's that efficient time to do more. 
So if you're finding that in the you have to you know drop everything you're doing to go run off to get us go to the store to buy more romaine lettuce because you forgot to order it or you know you don't want to do that in the middle of your day you want to have that set and ready to go. So uh, really take the time to be thorough in preparation. I really think this does come up often with my guests too. They mention it all the time and it really relates to being prepared and that's uh, having your minds in place. Uh, it's that French kitchen philosophy of having everything put in place and being organized so you just know where things are and if everything's in its own place you don't waste time looking for things if it's clean and orderly like you're just doing yourself a huge favor a couple other things worth mentioning before we move on to the next way to save time and that's a uh, briefing i believe briefing is something that's not utilized nearly enough in this industry and that's just getting together before every meal and making sure everyone is on the same page what is unique about this day that if everyone knows about if you communicate then you'll find as long as everyone is on that same plane and all has the big picture you're gonna just do way better and you're gonna run into less hiccups and when you don't have those mistakes and you don't have those hiccups you end up with more time and time is precious uh, also uh, the author Brian Tracy talks about just getting it sometimes it's okay just to get it 80% right um, it kind of sounds counterintuitive to getting being thorough but if you get it 80% right and you run it up the flagpole uh, what you're gonna do uh, especially if it's a new concept you just pay attention to what works and doesn't work and then be ready to fix it the next time and always be improving upon the ways to do things. So uh, he also talks about two things you can do to exercise uh, getting things put in place and being uh, thorough in your preparation. And uh, he says, look around your office right now while you're listening to this podcast or just do some self-reflection. How clean is your office or maybe your kitchen or your bedroom? Is it clean? Uh, the truth is, if you're surrounded by a clean, organized environment, you are a lot more positive and you're far more productive. Uh, when things are in its place, you don't spend time searching for stuff. You can just be way more effective. Um, and I guess it all comes back again to mise in place. So, uh, all right, we're on to the fifth way to save time that I'm going to share with you today in this episode. And that fifth way is maximize your personal power. Uh, I think people sometimes, especially working crazy hours and being around the temptation of alcohol and delicious food can fall into, uh, the suck of just not really taking care of yourself. And as professionals to be successful, you need to really max maximize your personal powers, your, your physical, your mental, and your emotional energy. And, are you really maximizing your potential power? Uh, are you getting the appropriate amount of rest every night? Are you getting your eight hours or at least your seven hours? The average American is not getting enough sleep, which results in working in almost like a mental fog. And when you are in that fog, you're not nearly as productive as you could be, which means you're always losing time or just being clumsy and just not being as efficient as you could be. Uh, another problem is the food. Uh, kind of just mentioned this, but we're surrounded by delicious food and we need to have 
self-control. Um, sometimes it's healthy food, but sometimes it's not healthy, or we have an excess of French fries. And we just, you know, French fries are just so easy to grab and pick, but you're going to be making yourself feel awful by doing that. So have the self-control and the discipline to stay away from all the fatty foods that are so readily available and easy for us. Uh, really, you know, be smart about bringing an apple or a banana or uh, sticking to salads and proteins. Uh, really take care of your of your body like you're uh, an elite athlete because that's what you are. If you want to be the best, you need to be treating yourself like like the best, like an elite athlete because you need to stay fresh and sharp. Are you exercising enough? Many of us don't take the time to exercise enough. And really, what is enough? The, the, per, the experts say enough is 200 times, or sorry, 200 minutes a week, which works out to about 30 minutes a day. And uh, one way to really to get good about exercising is just schedule it. Uh, schedule exercise time like a meeting. And it's kind of like when you write your plan, as soon as you, you commit your life to writing, it's 10 times more likely to actually happen because now if somebody comes in and says, hey, are you free at 2 o'clock? You can look at your schedule and say, actually, no, I'm not free. That's when I exercise. I have to exercise. This is what I need to stay competitive. And you're you're not lying. It's very important. So, all right. So that's it. Maximize your personal powers by taking care of yourself and uh, treating your body like a temple, I guess. All right, moving on to the sixth way to be effective with your time, and that is to motivate yourself into action. Here's a really cool uh, number or percentage that I learned from listening to this book. 95% of your emotions are determined by how you talk to yourself on a minute-by-minute basis. Basically, what we're learning here is we have complete control of our attitude and our perspective on life if we simply remember to, to be our own cheerleader, to cheer ourselves on, to be an optimist, and to see the best of every situation. If we talk to ourselves in a negative voice, we're going to be negative. If we talk to ourselves in a positive voice and try to see the best out of every situation, we're going to just keep on looking forward, looking to the future, and looking for ways to be proactive and to just get the job done. But as soon as you start getting negative, you get bogged down. You you, you just you can literally talk yourself down so easily. Again, 95% of your emotions are determined by how you talk to yourself in your own minute-by-minute basis. You control it. You have the, the ability to decide on how you are going to respond to things and how you're going to react to all situations. Like Ari from Zingerman said, uh, one of the most recent guests, when furious, get curious. Make that decision to do some, you know, deep soul searching and to look at the best of all situations. Take responsibility for your actions. Look for solutions and just always be looking on what to do next. And keep your eyes to the future. But you have that ability to not get caught up in the moment and to get disappointed or depressed. Just stay positive. And it's as simple as being your own cheerleader. It's really freaking powerful. Okay, we are going to move on to the seventh way to maximize your time. And that is to get away from the technological time sinks. Uh, especially in the past seven years, ever since 2007, where you had these smartphones coming to the picture. And really, I mean, you are always plugged in now. Uh, you are just constantly being distracted by emails, text messages, social media pings, Snapchats, it, the TV. Like, we are so plugged in. It's so 
easy to get distracted, and the most successful people are really good about turning off those distractions. There are times where you do need to communicate via email. You do need to keep up with your social media to stay engaged with your guests. You do need to, say if you're a bartender, you, you need to pay attention to SportsCenter to be able to have a good conversation with your guests. But there's a time and place, and you need to know when to unplug. I can think of so many times just working in the restaurant industry uh, where I see people in their phones, time away from where they could be getting work done and providing a better service to our guests. I wasn't in the position to say anything, but it definitely got underneath my skin. Um, and really the best thing you can do is just shut those things off. Uh, keep your phone off. Don't even make it a temptation. Put it in your car and lock your car. Uh, shut your computer off. Designate a time to do those things. Uh, and, you know, another thing that we have to take into consideration now, too, is the big data. There's so much information in services where we can just look at this this data on our guests, on our servers, on our restaurant. But it's really easy to get sucked in. I am, I have to say I'm guilty of this with um, looking at data on my podcast. Uh, it's really tempting to see how many downloads I get every day and to see where these downloads are coming from and who's downloading what countries, what episodes. But that information isn't important. Yes, it's important to know every once in a while, but I don't need to know every second of every day. And every second and every, every day that I'm using to look into that stuff, I'm wasting on where I could be creating amazing content to bring to you to help you in, in your restaurants. So you have to have that self-control and that discipline to just shut technology off so you can focus on those things that will make you use your time more effectively and efficiently. The eighth way to be more effective with your time is to create large chunks of time to work. To really be effective and to, to take big chunks out of these big nasty frogs that we need to eat, these frogs being tasks that can help us get to our goals, to accomplish our big goals, that 20-80 rule, focusing on those 20% of tasks that will yield us 80% of our result, um, we need to devote uninterrupted time to get those tasks done. And it, it can be difficult with all the things that are going on in a restaurant, but you really have to be creative looking at your schedule to uh, a kind of pull together little blocks of time and to rework your schedule so you don't have just little bits of free time here and there. You really want a good hour to sit down and to focus on getting something done. Um, another great thing a lot of people do that works really well, you're, you are your most fresh in the morning, or the majority of people are their most fresh in the morning. Uh, before you ever go into your restaurant or whatever operation you have, take the time to sit down with no distractions. You can get three times as much work done at home than you can if you're at work constantly being bombarded with people looking for your uh, advice, for your answers from you. But sometimes you just need to be alone. And doing this work, uh, scheduling this time with no distractions at your house in the morning is one of the best pieces of, of advice Brian Tracy gives in the book. So consider that. All right, we're on to the last part, the last way to make the most of your time. And that is to develop a sense of urgency. One of my favorite writers, uh, Napoleon Hill, uh, is quoted in this book by Brian Tracy saying, do not wait, the time will never be just right. And I feel like we're all kind of guilty of this at some point where 
we have something important to do, but we say, well, the time's just not right. Like, I have to wait for this to happen first, and or I have to wait for this to get done before I move on to that. The truth is, if you really want to get something accomplished, if it's super important that this gets done, and you need to make sure whatever this is gets done, start right now. The biggest hurdle in accomplishing anything is starting. That is what prevents most people from getting anything done is they never start in the first place and develop that sense of urgency. Uh, one of my other favorite quotes that you hear often, and it's on the topic of just getting started is when was the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago, right? When's the next best time right now? If you want to accomplish anything, you got to pull that trigger. Sometimes you just need that ready fire aim mentality. Uh, you don't necessarily need to know what you're shooting at, but you just need to get started and you will find the way eventually. But just push that start button. So I have shared with you the nine ways that really just resonated most with me to become better with time and to be more efficient and effective. Uh, there are an, a, another what, 12 ways in the book. Uh, I didn't have time, obviously, to share all those 21 ways with you. I will spit just a couple more at you. Uh, one is to always be learning and investing in yourself, but we talk about that all the time on the show. And another thing that really stood out to me, the 21st thing he mentioned in the book is to turn your car into a university. I don't think people in our industry know the abundance of content that is literally at our fingertips with just downloading and listening. Uh, there's this podcast, there's other podcasts coming into our market every week, a new restaurant podcast Just search for them. They're out there where you can just learn so much. There's some incredible books that were mentioned on this show, setting the table peak, the e-myth tribes, uh, this book, Eat That Frog, uh, it, I mean, there's just so many books. Just look into the, the past show notes where you know, they say in this book that you spend 500 hours a year, 500 to 1,000 hours a year in your car. You can turn your car into a university by just downloading these books and applying that time effectively to investing in yourself. And I thought that was just a really great way to wrap up this episode. So, if you do want to invest in yourself and you do want to try out the power of learning with audio resources, um, check out this book on Audible. Uh, just go to the show notes, www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash 96. You'll find the links in the show notes. Or you can go to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable. You can get a free audio book today, but it's totally worth checking out. You have to at least try it out. And if it's not for you, that's fine. Cancel your membership. It's free for the first month. So um, you owe it to yourself to invest in learning and just be always being better. And this is the best way I've learned how to do that is through audiobooks. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I got a lot of value from this book and can't wait for January 1st. I'll start interviewing some incredible guests again. I know I'm sorry that those interviews haven't been coming, but again, just got to respect um, my potential guests and their time and they need to focus on their guests right now and serving their customers so I uh, just want to give them that space to do it and when things get quiet again for them I'll be right there knocking on their doors and providing great content for you to help make your restaurant dreams unstoppable until next time peace out